Hey, what's going on, Redskins X? It's your host, Rod. We are back with the 49th episode. Not really a post-game pod. We all know what happened. We'll talk about that a little bit, but uh, pod 49, of course, we're not really doing the names as much anymore, but definitely have to give a shout out to Bobby Mitchell, who was one of the most prolific Redskins to wear number 49. Uh, Obviously, we know he passed away last April of 2020 at the age of 84. Uh, but the big thing with uh, Bobby Mitchell, he was the first African-American player uh, to sign with the Washington Redskins. So uh, uh, help break that racial barrier. And as I'm giving this drop, I see Phil wiping his eyes with tears. Uh, so that's uh, it's very touching. No, that's touching. not quite. But <laughs> <laughs> I did I did a massive amount of respect for Bobby Mitchell, though. No, absolutely. Massive absolutely. amount of respect. Just, and just for how much he did for his organization. Yeah, not just as a player, but as an executive, too. People forget it. he was with this franchise for decades. Oh, without a doubt, man. Definitely, definitely a legend. So rest in peace uh, to Bobby Mitchell and, uh, you know, blessings to his family. But we're going to now roll into general thoughts on the game. So we all saw the game. We know what happened. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't come out victorious. Had some predictions that we would, but we didn't. You know, Tom Brady is the GOAT, and we ran to Tom Brady in the wild card game. So, uh, Ellie, I'll start with you. What are your general thoughts of the contest as we saw on Sunday? I thought it was exciting. I thought it was fun to be in a playoff game and be competitive. I thought it kind of showed where we are as a franchise. So it was a little bit of a truth teller as well. It's like we did some good things this year, but we got a long way to go before we really compete with the big boys. But it was fun. As a fan, it was just fun to sit there and cheer your team on after the regular season had ended. Here you go. I think Rod's on mute. Rod. Yeah, I look Now, rare occurrence. Thanks, guys. Uh, yes, rare, rare occurrence for us, of course. Uh, 2015 was the last time we had been in the playoffs, so it's uh, it's always a pleasure experience and feeling when we get to see some Redskins slash Washington football team football in January. Um, Dev, what are your thoughts on the game, man? How, how do you feel going into the offseason? And um, I feel better than going into off last season. You know, um, I feel like we won games with our young guys, which that's good. I mean, that's better than losing with guys you're not keeping or losing with your guys. You know, we won with guys. We went to playoff with guys that we plan on being a part of the future, like McLaurin and Gibson and, uh, you know, a couple of these guys we have on the team that we want to build around curl. We found, we got curl out of this year, out of this draft. We didn't see that coming at the beginning of the year. Uh, Everett looked good. Reeves looked good. Uh, Holcomb looked good. I mean, they, they did a, they did a pretty good job. So I'm eager to see what they do next. I definitely, definitely agree. It's a, it's a, we've, we've talked about previous drafts and, you know, you just obviously mentioned a couple of players uh, that were recent draft picks, uh, undrafted signings, whatever they may be, that, that really just stepped up and really opened our eyes. And one thing Ron Ron, Ron Rivera want to do this year is is get folks used to winning. Um, seven and nine, winning a division title, they at least got the taste in their mouth. So uh, definitely a lot of positivity with that for sure. So, Phil, thoughts on the game? How are you feeling? How was the rushing attack? How was the passing attack? What's What's up with you?
Oh, sorry, you're coming to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You yeah. cut out for a second. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what we can do to get this offense to match the defense. The defense showed they can keep us in games and keep us competitive. Um, I'm more concerned with taking the offense to the next level because the defense can only get so good before you'll see just natural signs of regression. Teams start figuring out what we do, catch on the tendencies. So we're going to need the offense to pick up the slack. So I felt I was, ex- I, I share LA's sentiment. I was excited to watch that playoff game. It was like, we're back. We're here. This feels right. And we're doing it first year in with a new coach. If you want to set the tone for going forward, saying that this is where we start these next three to five years, I'm 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 down. I like that. I like that this is the tone we're setting. Uh, this is our expectations are to do better than this moving forward. So I I'm I'm excited to see how the how we how we move forward. I'd love to see a more consistent run game with Gibson. And uh, we all know we got questions under center. Yeah, I see the uh, <laughs> the old beard rub with questions under center. We're probably going to get to that, so we're, we won't chat on the uh, quarterback position yet. But um, yeah, it's you know it's it's Redskins football January. It's uh it's something positive to build off of. So. Uh, you know, looking within the NFC East, you got coaches changing out, and somebody tweeted Ben Standing, JP Finley, Ron Rivera is the longest tenured coach in the NFC East right now. So at least he, we got you know a couple first year coaches at the same time, but at least he was the first one hired out uh, of three. So uh, got a little bit of traction and positivity moving forward uh, for sure. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts on the wild card contest with the Buccaneers and how we fared? I mean, I was just excited to be there. You know, like like I'd say, my two year old son, he's just excited to be there. I, I was excited to be there. I'm not used to having football post week 17, so that that in itself was was great. Long term, yeah, it slid our draft pick uh, back down to 19th, so little little hurt there. But it was happy to play, happy to see our team on on the national spotlight. It looks like we finally got a little bit of recognition, although. I think we can honestly say that the defense is not elite. It's good. It's not elite. It needs a lot of work. I was hoping they would show up for all four quarters, but yeah, we just got some work to do. We, we aren't built like a, like we should have been a playoff team, but it's not our fault. The rest of the division was so bad. The, uh, the game was fun. It was, it was fun to watch. It was a little bit closer than I thought it would be. And it was Tom Brady. He's the goat, you know, Gibson didn't look healthy. Uh, we didn't have a run game. So it, it is what it is. We were on our fourth quarterback of the season. Fourth. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, just to be there was was definitely crazy. So hopefully we come back stronger. Looked like we had the foundation of the defense and excited for uh, what 2021 brings. Yeah, no, agree. It's uh, that defense, unfortunately, uh, didn't perform as we had expected for sure. Um, you know, it, it, it happens. They're, they're young. They're still gelling. I mean, you, you got some pieces that were hurt. I'm I'm very interested to see what they're going to do um, to shore up that defense. Even though it was a positive, um, there's still far too many games where they allowed you know 25 plus 30 plus points uh, in the playoffs. That's definitely something that you cannot uh, cannot have. Not sustainable for uh, continued success. Uh, 
So beyond that, ladies and gentlemen, we are, are still looking for general manager. Uh, the two names that, that popped up uh, have been Martin Mayhew, Titans VP of player personnel, and then Ryan Crowden. Um, and before Titan, before the Titans, Crowden was a was in Carolina with Ron Rivera. So he's a little bit of nepotism with Ron. Uh, wants to keep folks uh, uh, that he knows in pocket close to him. So uh, I'll kick off to to Dev first. How are you feeling about those two VP names? Do you know anything about them? Are you excited? A little bit? I don't know no. nothing about any one of them. Like yeah. I, I can tell you anything. I I heard the um the Mark Mayhew talk. I think it's just for GM, right? Yeah. Yep. But that's the only one I kind of remotely knew uh, that, like, off right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know these guys, but I think they should just hire within. I, if Ron is running everything anyways, why do we need to get somebody from the outside to just let Ron do what he's already doing? That, that's just promote somebody inside. That's the, I, I'm I'm with you there. That's the most perplexing thing for me because we're we're being told it's a coach centric organization. Hire someone from within. I mean, you've been working with folks for the past 12 months. You know their personalities. They know yours. Uh, to get someone external, I don't necessarily think it would throw a wrench in things, but it can. Um, I mean, the owner of the team is still the owner of the team. The owner can override Ron Rivera whenever he wants. So if he says, hey, I want this GM to control the draft, fuck, okay, that's, that's the direction we're going to go because um, Dan Snyder would still have final say on these things regardless of, like of how wants Ron a GM is. To, it sounds like he just wants a GM to do the like paperwork and – Handle shit that's not football. Maybe, maybe that's what he's looking for. A Bruce Allen. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think that's what he's looking for. And and it's not Bruce Allen. But yeah, not but Bruce, Bruce Allen, Allen grew. Andrew, yeah. That that's that that's my fear. Um, Bruce Allen grew to be a monster, as we all know and hate it. So, um, I'll kind of kick it to Steve next. Then, those two names, you know much about them. How, how are your thoughts, feelings about either, like Dev said, hire within or go with one of these guys that are rooming to us. Well, Martin Mayhew does have a, as most of you know, a connection to the organization. He wore number thirty-five. He was a safety. He was a he was a, he was a good safety. Uh, as far as an executive, he spent most of his time with the Detroit Lions. I have some friends who are Lions fans, and I guess towards the end of his tenure, they were getting a little frustrated with him not making the right picks, passing over people that they could have had that turned out being stars. But that's like any organization, so it's really hard to say. They both have a lot of experience in the personnel department. I mean, Mayhew started out as a director of football administration, a senior VP, assistant GM, and then the GM from 2008 to 15 of the Lions. So he did draft Stafford. He did build that core. They weren't very good. They did have a, a couple runs, but he did have some busts, just like any other GM had some busts. Javid Best, um, uh, Brandon Pettigrew. So there's a, there's a couple busts in there. He drafted Sue. He drafted Stafford. He drafted fairly, drafted Riley Rife. So he had he has some good in there. He also went on to the 49ers his last two years. So I don't know. As far as Ryan Cowden, uh, he does have that connection to uh to uh to Ron Rivera. He is a Titans uh executive right now. So like we talked about this earlier, Ron likes to surround himself with people that he's familiar with. And that that's what happens in the, in, in, in the, uh, in the NFL. It's, it's nepotism might not be nepotism, but you surround yourself with people, your window's small and you want people that you work with before. So uh, I don't have a problem with him hiring either of those guys. To be honest with you. Yeah. My, my fear with that is though, is that it just turns into yes, men. 
Um, you, you need to be challenged. You need to be surrounded. My opinion is that you need to be surrounded with people who are knowledgeable, but are willing to challenge you and not necessarily just agree with every decision that you want to make. So um, that is definitely my fear with those two names. Before I kick the fill, I'll go to Ellie um, to give us uh, his knowledge on these folks and, you know, really just drop your opinion. So how you feeling, brother? Uh, so my preference is the the Ryan guy. I think he has a good pedigree with good teams. Um, he was part of the Titans recently, which have built strong teams. I think my issue with Mayhew is that he failed to supply the lines with the running game for so long. And I don't like GMs that can't fill needs for extended periods of time. So if I had to pick one, I think I'd go with the Ryan guy. And you have that slight slight connection with the uh, with the Lions too. So I know you you have that that family tie. Long as it's not Matt Millen, long as he's not rumored to us, I'm good with that. I see, see Ellie smile about that. We, we, we all remember the 15 wide receivers that he seemingly drafted in consecutive drafts. So, um, yeah, long as, long as either of those guys aren't tied to that error, error, I guess, um, I'm good with that. So, uh, Phil, how you feeling about those two names, and and even the two names that we mentioned, May, Martin Mayhew and, and Ryan Crown. If if you know them, awesome. If you don't, like, who else would you want to see as a GM? Well, whoever we bring in, see, they uh, Rivera had a press conference earlier this, this season where he talked about his preferred process with the GM is that everything tends to be a more collaborative process. Like, it's not all him. It's not all the GM. There's a lot. He wants multiple voices in the room. Um, so I think that he needs somebody who can can give him a breakdown of here's here's what we have here's who can we can afford and here's who's available to fit the needs that you say you need because that's what Rivera's going to do Rivera's going to say look this is what I need and and he said that's pretty much how they break it down they break it down by how much they can spend who's available do they fit the positions that we need and, they, and it becomes a collaborative process, very much a back and forth. So whoever it is has to, has to have a history of being able to, you know, handle those kinds of responsibilities. Um, by all measures, I don't know much about the guy from the Titans. I'll, I'll be honest with that. Uh, but obviously, Ron's familiar with him. They work together. I assume that he's familiar with how Ron wants to do things in the offseason. Mayhew, well, he inherited a complete uh, crap show in in Detroit from Matt Millen, but um, he didn't have doesn't have the most stellar track record. But by all accounts, he's a pretty competent, you know, personnel guy, and he, you know he's not stellar, but he knows what he's doing. He doesn't make incredibly stupid moves uh, by all accounts, so. You know, it'd be nice to bring another former Redskin back, but at the same time, if the other guy's a better fit, roll with him. Um, I don't know. I'm not looking for a big, splashy name that everybody knows because if, if you're a GM and everybody knows you, you're either really good at your job or you're really bad at your job. We we know the really bad ones, the Gettleman's, the Matt Millen's, the people who fit, fell flat on their face. So just give me somebody who's competent, can work within the system that they're going to set up moving forward. 
and let's rock. Definitely agree, man. And, and one thing I was I was hoping that you would stay say the name, but I'll, I'll say it. Lewis Riddick. I'm surprised that he's not tied to us. Like we we have all been pounding our chest saying Lewis Riddick, Lewis Riddick. Um, he started his executive career with us. He was a a pro scout for the Redskins, 2001 to 2004. That I always forget up. he was here. Yeah, I always forget he was here. Yep, stepped up to director of pro personnel, 2005 to 2007, and. I can't definitively say that he drafted Sean Taylor, but he was part he was of the when he was drafted. Like probably one of our it's a it's a pick that causes debate as far as like it's I'm hesitant to say greatest Redskins because his career was so short and I think he would have been. Um but I hate to jump into that circle. Oh, he's the greatest ever. Uh unfortunately it was cut short and you know, not not to say anything bad about Sean Taylor. We all love him in this time here. He's a, it was one of the most dynamic picks we've made. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good way of looking at it. Absolutely. Dynamic picks for sure. And if, if he had any part of that, because it seems like that was other than Chase Young this year, that was like our identity, like dying in 2007 when he passed, man. And if Lewis Rick had any tie to that, at least have him in the building. Give him an interview and, and see if he still has that knowledge. I mean, obviously, we know he moved to ESPN. And he's been a commentator the past couple of years, an analyst and whatnot. But if he still has that that acumen and can can look at talent and say, that guy is going to be a star, that guy is going to be a solid contributor, bring him in the building, give him a look, and just see what happens, you know. So, um, But we know that's that's the way that the cookie crumbles. You know, it's unfortunately, it, it seems like Ron is looking to, to hire people that he knows vice hiring potentially the most talented folks um so it is what it is but let's take a quick break ladies and gentlemen listen to our sponsor anchor moving on uh ron made a comment in the media recently saying hey i made a mistake in regards to not having the open quarterback competition in the 2020 camp. Holy shit. Like hindsight being 2020, we probably all said that it's, it was so interesting that on numerous occasions, they say they all said like reports will come out that, Hey, Haskins is still growing. He needs time. There's no preseason weeks one through four were essentially preseason. Um, you gave him the captain's patch. You started them. Then you pulled them, crushed the confidence I believe that Kyle Allen probably should have started the season as the quarterback number one. Ellie pulled the stats earlier. He had the better stats out of everyone. Like Alex Smith, despite wins and, and losses, which are truly a team stat, I know it gets tied to the quarterback. Alex was either tied worse or right there with, with Dwayne, but he gets a lot of credit for that 5-1 record. Um, Kyle Allen had the better overall stats over a, a, a series of games record was what one and three, one and four as well. So the, the wins didn't come, but he looked very competent until he had his leg injury. And then we all know about Heineke um, having that one solid game, the highest QB ring in 14 years. Holy hell. It's, it's been nothing but pandemonium on the Redskins addicts page. We're, we're haters and we love Dwayne and we hate everyone else. Not the truth. Um, just want to have good, smart decisions moving forward. So, Ron already has at least said, hey, moving forward next year, 
If Taylor comes back, he'll be part of a quarterback competition. Great. That's all we want to see, um, whether it's Taylor, whether it's I. Allen, whether it's Smith, whether it's a, a free agent pickup. That's what we want to see. So, uh, Ellie, hearing that, that Ron said he made a mistake, how, how, how do you feel about that? And does it give you a lot of confidence moving forward with him um, in the quarterback room next year? I'm just not sure why you make a comment like that. What what value does it add to make that type of comment after the season's over with? Knowing the drama with Haskins, the rotational quarterback situation this year, what value does a comment like that bring after the fact? Um, as far as confidence going forward, I don't think it changes my mind. I think everybody understands, or at least most people understand that Heineke may have earned an opportunity. I don't think any quarterback on the roster this year has earned more than an opportunity next year. You know what I'm saying? And so be smart about it. Like you said, address what you need to in free agency. If you can find a franchise contender at quarterback, let's do that. If not, it's going to be a long season next year anyway. So. Amen. Just call, just call it what it is, man. He was just pretty much saying, well, we would have won more games at the beginning of the year if we had to start Dwayne. That's, that's what he was saying. Yeah, and if, we had, if we had a competition, somebody else would have won, and we'd have won some games. That's 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 what he was saying, man. This is called a spade a spade. But if I had, had a competition, Haskins wouldn't have been playing, and we would have won those games at the beginning of the year. But that's what he all, was saying. But we all knew Haskins wasn't going to win that competition, right? Like based on the reports that were coming out of camp early on, I don't think any of us conceivably thought that Haskins out and out won the competition, even what was reported at camp. But that wasn't the point, right? Because it was a development process with Haskins or the quarterback that shall not be named, excuse me, um, you know, <laughs> going in the off season, right? But, and he had a guy that was familiar with this system and that made sense. So it was like, like to Rod's point, start Kyle, bring the guy that shall not be named along or just don't bring this comment up and let us all move on, right? Exactly. It's It's literally beating the dead horse. It's like, it's it's just it's so annoying. I mean, it's it's annoying when you make any sort of critical analysis or critique anyone's play, and you're told that. that you you just hate them. You 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 hate Heineke. You hate Alex Smith. You hate Kyle Allen. It's like no man. Like I'm I'm gonna critique everyone. Like Haskins wasn't great. He was young. He was raw. We all knew he was the the rocket arm quarterback who needed to develop. Who had one year of football play beyond high school at Ohio State got drafted 15th overall, came to us, an organization in disarray, losing a coach, you know, interim coach, offensive system changes, protection changes, whatever have you. Um, Someone, you know, Callahan was going to try to put his thumbprint on Haskins and the team because he wanted to win the job at the end of the season. It didn't happen, but let's, that's what it. That's what happened. That, that's the reality of it all. The kid is in the yeah. second year. Pretty much three, three head coaches, two offensive systems, COVID, no preseason. It's no excuse because you look across the league, and, and yes, you you have success in San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers, whatever the hell they're they're called now. Um, you had success, relative success from the quarterback position up in Cincinnati, but you can't necessarily plug and play and say, hey, that's that guy is without a doubt, hands down, better because he's having success situations. You know, situations are so different across the league. There's no guarantee that Joe Burrow would have been the starter from from week one, and we go ten and five or ten and six, whatever. It's things things happen. So and those those two teams want to combine four wins. So I mean, it depends what you call success, man. But it's I funny mean... because, but that's that's what what and Dev, that's what pisses me off the most about it all is that 
people, the retort is like looking internally at, at, at the Redskins and Washington football team, Alex Smith, five and one. And then they'll use that record to, to, to defeat Haskins, the quarterback who should not, shall not be named. But then when you look across the league, they say, well, they're, they're, they're successful with the Chargers, successful with the Bengals, they're successful in Miami. Well, Miami's not really a good. I bet two went like five and two. There was a weird situation down there, six and three as a starter. But you look at the record, the wins, loss for those other teams you just mentioned, they weren't the success that everyone dictates you should have. So does it matter if you throw for 350 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, and you lose? Or I, I don't know. But, Phil, how, how are you feeling about Ron's comments, man? Maybe it's just one of those things where he wanted to wait till after the season was over to to accomplish two things. One, admit, you know what? Didn't handle this the way I should have. You know, okay. I'll respect that. You just took us to a division title and a playoff game that we didn't expect to have. You you get that. But I think it's also kind of setting the stage for him saying that, you know, don't I think this is more for everybody else who's thinking that we're going to roll into next season with Heineke as a starter or a, 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 an older, less mobile, even less mobile Alex Smith. No, unless we go out this offseason and get the guy, whoever is going to start for this team will have to earn that spot. I think this is that's more this is more of laying the groundwork for next offseason. Now, if we go out and get the guy, that that's all he did was just say, you know what, made a mistake. If we end up not being able to get an elite quarterback under center, you know, a top top eight guy, top ten guy, then what he's done is that he has basically told every QB on the roster or who wants to be on this roster or who we sign, moving forward, you're going to have to earn that spot. Because last time we gave it to somebody – didn't work out and we should have, and it should have been a competition. So unless you have firmly established yourself as worthy, you got to earn it. And that's fine. Set that tone now. No, I definitely agree. Um, definitely has to set the tone. And, and I think with that as well, he needs to make sure that whoever he brings in, especially if it's a free agent that you're going to pay a little bit of money, better be the right guy. And I don't want to say that they better win the competition, but they better win that competition. Like you, you, you better not waste money. I don't want them to spend money on a guy that there really has to be a competition with. That, exactly. That's 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 exactly what I'm saying. Like it, it's yeah. I, I'm I'm for I'm for the competition and let people know that hey, we're not going to just hand it to you. But if we pay a Matt Stafford, I think he's a free agent this year. Like if Matt Stafford comes to DC, that dude probably right. needs to start because he'll probably get paid as a starter. Um, so that's that's the thing. Like, it, fuck, man. If Matt Stafford gets beat out in the competition, though, like we have bigger problems because he's definitely, I think, is better than anyone on our previous season's roster as far as quarterback yep. goes. So go ahead, Dev. Oh, back to piggyback what you said earlier. I think the goal you say is it better to win with bad stats or lose with good ones. I think the goal is to win with I'll take the win with bad stats, but I also, if I take a loss, I don't want it to be because of my quarterback. You know, you like we lost the Sunday and it wasn't because of the quarterback at all. 
But we certainly didn't win because of the quarterback. I agree with that. What we would have, when he was playing winning football, he wasn't playing just don't turn it over football. We was actually winning, playing good game because of him for a large yeah. part of that game. There was no part of that game we were winning. I'm just going. You can't. No, I'm saying we were in the being, game because of him, though. Yeah, I mean, but you're gonna be in the game because a lot of guys. I mean, you can't say you're playing winning football yeah, if you've never. We've been out. Of, we've been out of a game because of a lot of guys according to our record. But see, this is this is what everybody's doing. Everybody is taking the basement of the of the uh, of the analysis of the situation, and saying, "Well, this guy was above that, so that matters." The basement's not our 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 measuring stick. This is what I'm saying, right? Nor is any quarterback play we've had on this roster at all this year. That's not the measuring stick. The measuring stick is top tier quarterback play in the NFL, and how far away are we from that? Real quick to Phil's point about don't spend money on guys unless you know they, they can win a competition. I don't know. We can't come back to this offseason or the uh, the spring training stuff with the same quarterback room next year. I, I, I don't know how we do that. It, it's just a waste of another season where we're going to have the same stupid debates. We're going to win the same seven or so games. And then be and, and, and seven games is not going to win the NFC next year. This was a down year. Let's get that straight. But teams are going to turn things around next year. So we have to do something to improve at that position. I think teams could get worse. I mean, you think Dallas is negative $70 million in cap. I mean, they're going, to cut five, they're going to cut four or five starters. The Eagles can't bring in no one. They got a quarterback issue they can't get rid of. It's the NFL. The Giants you can make, might be better than they were last year, but they don't Giants, have any cap space either. You will. You can always find ways to make cap space work. We did it for years with Eric Schaefer. It, the cap space is not a problem. I think I think you're right, though, as far as got to find the top-tier quarterback. I'm with that, man. I'm with going out. By the way, I don't I don't think um, – Stafford is a free agent. He's, he's, I think he's on the last year. I think they can cut him though. I think that's the thing they're trying to start over there. Mm-hmm. But, um, guy like Dak, I would go in for him. And, and, and even if you fail, you can drive his price up so bad it fucks Dallas up. And I, and I, and really, I think you gotta pretty much <laughs> make a run at him for that purpose alone, even if you don't get him. You gotta strike high. You know, I don't, I don't mind these other guys like the Tyrod Taylors, the Brissettes. I like those guys, man, and I would I would rock with them if that's what we had to do. But I'm saying if you get one of those guys in who's kind of been the backup most of their careers or hasn't been a long-time starter, they got to beat the dude that we already got. I'm for yeah. it if they do, but if you sit there and I'm like, man, the other guy's better than him, if we have the same, like, like Ellie said, if we have the same type of quarterback room we have this year, where it's like one guy isn't really that much better than the other one, when it all comes down, like there's certain things one does better than the other, but all in all, they're all the same level playing quarterbacks, talent wise. Then, then we ain't winning that. Like, that that's that's stupid. Then, then could, why bring another guy in to do that? Me, Keep the guy me, you got if you're gonna do that shit. Let me say this real quick. If you're gonna bring Heineke back, you may as well not even sign Tyrod Taylor because right. the same thing that's happened to Tyrod everywhere right. he's been is going to happen here. Right. Well, he's decent, but what about the other guys? We want Heineke. We want Heine- It's just, it's going to be a mess. Don't bother. Right. right. That's that's what I was saying. Like, why bring in someone like Tyrod or Brissetti in whenever you're going to always hear about Heineke? If you brought Stafford in or fucking uh, Dak in, nobody's going to say shit about Heineke unless they play bad. Brissetti can come in and play pretty good and you're going to hear about Heineke. Yep. Quick, quick question before I kick it to Steve. Um, if you had a choice between Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tyrod Taylor, who would you take? Dev, Ryan. just Phil, who would you take? I don't know though, man. Shit. 
I like Tyrod Taylor, man. Oh, I take a freaking Negan baseball bat to the head. Um, that would be a good. I, I don't like take particularly. Just, neither one of them are appetizing to me. You got to choose one. But, There's a gun to your head. You have you to choose, choose one. one. Um, I'm I'm I go with youth. Then I'm going with Tyrod. Okay, so I want I want I want somebody younger. I Ryan, want somebody who's, who's Ryan, Tyrod, Ellie. How, how, who are you choosing? This is easy for me. Okay, even though you're going to get to the same number of wins, you're just going to take different cars to get there. The thing that I think the reason I say Tyrod is because with Tyrod, you are going to have no emotional attachment moving on from him next year. Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Fitzmatch is going to going to rile up these fans that are excited about Heineke. It will be Heineke. They, they would be excited about him too. And then they'd be like, oh, we need to bring him back because he does this. And in some games, he looks like an all-star. In other games, he throws 12 picks. Give me, give me Tyrod so he can eat it for a year and just move on with a clean cut next year or the season after. Uh, of, of those two, the only winning quarterback is Tyrod Taylor. Ryan Fitzpatrick is 59-86-1 as a starter. He did start on some horrible teams. No, without a doubt. But that's that is like the funniest shit to me because you hear Ryan Fitzmagic and like his name is is in the marquee lights. He does some impressive things for sure, but he's a fucking loser. It seems like every time he gets the win and they take him out too. Like, but as soon as he starts going, I mean, he looks like he could be a starter. Oh, new guys. (laughs) Just real quick before I rolled on to Steve. I mean, four years in Buffalo, twenty and thirty three. Cincinnati four and seven, Miami nine and eleven. Miami, his current team nine and eleven. But you hear Fitz Magic down there. New Jer- New York Jets thirteen and fourteen. St. Louis zero and three. Tampa four and six. Houston six and six. Tennessee three and six. The guy's a fucking loser, but he's tied to everyone in this league. And everyone's like, "Yo, Fitzpatrick is a great bridge quarterback. He's a fucking loser." I just know he can win it with his arm, but he also can lose it with his arm. Loser. Loser, <laughs> loser, loser, loser. Without a doubt. Hey, but, as, as Dev likes to say, he's Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I don't oh, want either one record, of them, by the way. His record too bad to be Jeff Fisher. Tyrod at 24, 21, and 1 is regarded as an afterthought. Steve, how do you feel about Ron's comments about making the mistake without having a quarterback competition? Between the collective group, you guys have pretty much said everything that that needs to be said but the bottom line is we need to be in a position where there is no competition that's that's where we need to be there there does aaron Rodgers have a quarterback competition nope. no does tom brady have a quarterback competition does drew Brees have a quarterback competition no Even when they got good backup quarterbacks that's where we need to be if we have a quarterback competition we haven't gone anywhere that's nope. my that's my personal belief the day we don't have a quarterback competition is the day we found our franchise quarterback. So stop getting the stop getting two guys that are almost exactly on the same level. Right. And you no. you'll you'll get out of the quarterback purgatory. You yes. need to get someone who's way up here, and then you just need to get a guy, an average right. Joe that no one cares about. Yeah. That no keep. one's gonna scream for. I'm cool. And, I'm and then you're good. Up, but the top two quarterback, I'm cool with that shit. But you no, here's the thing. One. Here's I'm not the saying thing. it's next season, but that's where you need to get. That's right. where that you have to get. I still say go get that. Part. Who do y'all want to get? Who do y'all want? Well, well, that, that's coming up. That's coming up yeah, with the three yeah. position priorities. Same. We'll talk about that. We'll Let talk about that. Let me say this about Steve's comment. To Ron's credit, 
He did that in Carolina. He never had a backup quarterback behind Cam Newton that fans would want to see. He had Derek Anderson, Matt Barkley, uh, and the other guy that nobody cared about. So perhaps when he finds his guy here, he'll do the same thing, but I'm with you 100%. I don't want any of these fan favorite backup quarterbacks. And that's dude that's that's the funniest shit that ellie that's that's what got called you and i like oh who's 3 a.m this morning jeff cage is, is on the redskins addicts page 3 a.m thinking about you and me talk about whoever ellie suggs is and whoever redskins addicts is rodney thomas <laughs> they're they're it's, haters it's, it's no the delivery bro bro if here's the thing if <laughs> if you are saying you want someone back to be in a competition that's not your guy you don't want him back I don't care what you say. Like, yes, he made you feel good for 60 minutes and a wild card game in 2021. I'm with you. I don't. But if, if you want him back for a competition, that's not your guy. There's no I, need. I, to I get. For him. I get what you're saying, but I think what people are saying back it. They're not. I don't think the way I'm saying. Anyways, I'm not saying you should give Taylor Haneke a job. Period. But I'm saying is is that if you bring in a guy that's going to also be a seven or eight win guy, then why not bring him back? That makes no sense. It makes no sense to get a guy who's been a backup his whole life to come in and just give him a job. When you got a guy that's been a backup his whole life, give him the fucking job. What's the no. difference? That, what's the difference? What's the difference? If you're bringing in a guy off the street to be seven and nine or keeping a guy you already got on your team to be eight and eight, what's let the me, difference? Let me let me borrow from Lamar Bland because he put this well. <laughs> Heineke's gotten hurt in every start he's made in the NFL, which is Back him up with two. Allen. That's the same fucking dude. But then you're in the same position you're in this year, man. I agree, but if you go get Tyrod Taylor, you're in the same position you are this year. That's my point. So Who you said they want you Tyrod heard Taylor. The song, you ever heard the song "Love the One You With"? You remember the saying I said on here in the first episode? Don't go you, past you, enough for show. You know what that is? Open. That's the theme song of people in abuse relationships. That's what that is, <laughs> and that's what we've been saying. This fan base is. Yeah. You're right there. I, I can't compete with that statement. You're right. Yeah, Stockholm like, Syndrome. That's it. We find like, someone I, that looks pretty. That. They bat their eyes at us like, oh, the, are they taking notice with me? Do they like me? Do they want to be here? Like, like, oh God. But like everybody here said, just go get a motherfucker there's no no debate about. If you go get fucking uh, Dak or Stafford, then Heineken on team is no problem. That's what we all want. That's that's what every fan should want. You should want a bona fide starter. They want where he's not looking over the shoulder for fear that his job is going to be taken because he knows, like, without a doubt, I am that dude. So... Talking about going places. Scott Turner isn't going nowhere. Damn. So Ellie dropped that in the, in the group a couple of, a couple of days ago or a day ago. Um, we kind of expected that. I don't think anyone realistically thought that Scott Turner would be jettisoned after this season. Um, he had the, the benefit of four quarterbacks starting for him this entire year. Um, he had the benefit of moving on from AP and trying to find what Antonio Gibson would be in the NFL week. Found out that guy's a stud, um, got injured late in the year um, with a nagging toe injury. But I think we got the running back position figured out. I think that Scott Turner can be a competent play caller, but he was very frustrating this year because of the, to me, the drastic and vast differences in play calling style between the quarterbacks. Um, and that was the frustrating part for me is that it just seemed like in, in a Maybe I'm biased, Rod. Who knows? But it just seemed like some players were had calls called for them to get them out the pocket. Some players had calls called for them to keep them in the pocket, and it, you had more success out the pocket than in, no matter who was in, because the O line wasn't necessarily as 
short up as we would like to be. So Scott Turner not going anywhere. Steve, I'll let you kick this segment off. How you feel about that, man? Pissed off, happy, indifferent? Uh, I, I'm indifferent. It, it's his first year. Really, uh, I mean, you could ask the question, was he ever really qualified to have a job in the first place? But he's here. He's he's our he's our O coordinator. I, I do hope that he he gets away from the the pass happiness moving forward i think i don't know why it took him so long i don't know if it's a trust issue with gibson but gibson got all his numbers despite scott turner and i would say despite not even getting a real workload till probably what week five give or take correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> no it was, without doubt i think he started to kind of show his show his capability in the rams game week five yeah it's i mean so yeah, you have a weapon when he's when he's healthy. You have a weapon, use him. I just don't like all the arena league football motions. I it just you're just the fastest, you know, the quickest fastest way to get between two points is a straight line, all the curves and it just it, there's no point. That's the Scott Turner fixed that. That's the only thing my beef with Scott Turner is those motions aren't fooling anyone unless you get a mobile quarterback who's going to keep those keep those RPOs, then you got something. But until then, stop running them. Those motions, you motion McKissick out to the right, and you fake the uh, you fake the jet sweep, or you do the the fake run RPO. The quarterback's never keeping it, so why do you why do you run it? So adapt your system, Scott. You got players that aren't going to run. You don't need to do RPOs. Like that's the, my only thing. And I don't know if that's his growing or learning, but I have no problem. I uh, he's Ron's guy, so let's let's just get better for twenty twenty one. Feel the same way, same way Steve does. Indifferent, but I think. From what I'm watching film a lot in school about when I play football, but I think a lot of the reason these guys use a lot of motions when they have inexperienced or young quarterbacks is because it helps them find out what defense are in there in man or zone. It, it gives them it gives them tips to what defense they're in. That's why a lot of guys run running backs out of backfield, back in and across formations. Maybe that's why he's doing it. But the new NFL has been run on or pass on first down for almost everyone. It's like almost a 75% chance that it's going to be a pass on first down unless you're like Tennessee Titans or Baltimore Ravens. Like everybody else is pass on first downs. That's just a new league. I don't like it either, man. I think you should run it on the first two downs. If you get more than three yards on the first down, run that motherfucker again. That's just how I was raised. But Dev, why, why is Alex Smith running that offense? The motion offense. He's been in the league for 15 damn years. He doesn't need right. to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's and, inner, but I wonder if he wrote all that shit up for everybody else. And at that point you threw Alex in there, not thinking he's going to play. You can't change it all now. And, and when you motion that person out to the, to the flat, you take him out of the play, every game, every play, that player is out of the play. Every <laughs> single, especially time. for pass protection. Absolutely. And you got an immobile quarterback who used to be mobile. So this tendencies, I could see Alex at times want to take off and scamper for 15, 20 yards. Just couldn't do it anymore. Like R. Kelly, man. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> my body. You know, it's the opposite of that, I guess. My mind's telling me yes, but my body's telling me no. It's happened to me, and I'm not. I'm completely the opposite of a professional athlete. Whatever the opposite of that is, fat bastard, that's me. I, I, went, to, I went out to the park with my son, like, this summer, and I was like, yeah, I could still dunk, man. Thought I could go up there. I could reach up and grab the rim two-handed. I was like, I'm the shit. But when I let go and hit the ground, I sound like a fucking transformer, bro. It was like, 
everything. Yeah, popped. buddy. And, 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 one, and one more thing on that motion. When that player flares out to the right, he's so far behind the line of scrimmage, they don't even bother covering that person. So that leaves an extra defender on that side of the field <clears throat> covering that side of the field, but they're not pursuing. So that leaves another person in his zone that you just can't throw to that area. <clears throat> and Scott runs guys to those areas. So it's, you know, and then we, <clears throat> I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but then the other two, three receivers in the same exact spot. Fix that. If that that's players or play design, but please fix it. Sorry, no. I'm done. No, no, I, I agree. Phil, Phil, so uh, Scott's not going anywhere. Does that make you angry, was, Phil, happy, Phil? I was angry, Phil, until the playoff game. Okay. Because one uh, – explain why. One thing we saw in the playoff game we didn't see at – all this season, but we only saw, I'm sorry, except for the last quarter against Carolina is there is a capability to push the ball downfield with this, with this offense. It's in Scott Turner's playbook. So now I went from angry Phil to indifferent uh, just based off of that, because now it's like, okay, you can do it. You just didn't want to do it with those guys. Okay, so that's going to be part of the, the quarterback search. Find that guy who can do those things because you're going to have to make this offense more multidimensional. It was Scott Turner's offense for 16 games was very, very one-dimensional in the past game. It was all horizontal. Anything There was nothing down the field. We were never pushing it. It was... Check down, check down, dig, 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 dig. The only other times we, we saw flashes of us going downfield were like, oh, the two games against the Giants and the Lions back-to-back where Alex Smith is having to pull out every last ounce of himself to try to bring us back to win. It's the only other times we were going downfield. Last, you know, Saturday night, we saw us going downfield from play one. So we know it can be done. So, okay, Scott, find your guy and make that happen so we can open up everything else. We can open up the shorter routes underneath. We can open up the run game. We can open up a real play-action game. Fake the handoff, go deep. So I would have been, I would be angry, except now I know that his offense has more dimensions to it. So now I want to see if he can build off of that. So now it's it's a curious indifference. Young guy. I won't even get into a response because I see Ellie rocking back and forth. I think oh, he I wants, Ellie wants to, I think he wants to jump right, right in the ring. So go ahead, Ellie. No, well, I was actually stretching, but I everybody deserves a year or two. It's hard to get rid of somebody when you don't know something about them at the coaching level, right? We said this offseason, it was his first time installing an offense in the offseason. It looked like it. The the skins or the football team were like near the bottom in, in offensive points per game. The teams behind them had absolute train wrecks of seasons and or lost their quarterbacks to injury. We were only ahead of Philly, New England, Denver, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, the Giants, and the Jets. Like that's bad, bad. We averaged 20.9 points per game. The offensive explosion that was Taylor Heineke would have put us one spot ahead of that, by the way, Deb, that's for you. But um, I agree with everything you guys said. The offense was too lateral uh, for most of the year. Um, 
I saw a stat on Twitter that McLaurin was a 26 rated wide receiver in the NFL this year. That's horrible for a guy of his caliber, which we believe is his caliber. So maybe my biggest gripe with the offense is it didn't feature Terry McLaurin enough. Like you got to force the ball to your best guys constantly. It didn't do that. We tried to spread the ball to guys that can't make plays. Don't do that. And then Gibson was never involved in the pass game this entire year. Why not? He played wide receiver. You guys said it to me all offseason. He played mostly wide receiver at college. Get the ball in his hand somehow in the passing game. And I think it changes this offense. I think Phil said to you the most. Phil said it to you the most. I realized how wrong I was on that Gibson thing. Because I I know me and Phil was like, man, he's going to get like eight eight runs, 30 catches. (laughs) I was dead ass wrong on that guy. Yeah, but that's until – that's I will say this. Hey, I already gave I already gave you that earlier this season. You don't get it twice. You don't get it twice. You was wrong on that one, man. You was wrong on Edmund, so be quiet. He does. Uh, I will say this. He he does catch. Well, I, I will say this. He looked a little bit better in the playoff game the couple times I saw him trying to catch the ball. But he still has a tendency to body catch. And if you watch McKissick, for all the things we don't like about McKissick getting the ball, McKissick does catch with his hands. He's that's why I say he's, he's he should be a slot receiver. Gibson wild, tries to cradle everything in his body, and that, and and I, and I think the coaches are a little leery of him just bobbling some pass up when he does that. So it's just a matter of he has to learn, he has to refine technique. And I think playing both receiver and running back in college means he didn't he didn't master either. So now he's having to master running back in the pros because that's the position he's in and now he's gonna have to master some of those fine finer points of receiving that's the only i'm trying to come up with a reason why you wouldn't have him in the passing game more so i look at where does he have deficiency and that's the one deficiency i saw he's always trying to catch on the body mckissick got a problem with if somebody's five yards within close to mckissick when he catches it he immediately falls to the ground right does the same thing uh, he immediately, he automatically, his first thing is fall to the ground. And most of the times it's without the ball. You know, it's like, that bothers right. me. I, and uh, out of all of you guys, I'm probably the biggest McKissick fan. I, I actually love McKissick, man. I think he's a great slot receiver. I think he's a great third down back. Except he can't block, so I can't say great. I think they're all back. But Here. as far as I wouldn't say that. on his hands, he's a more than solid third down back. Yeah, I, I give him that. He, he plays his role. I think Ellie, you talking about um, you know, it's 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 fair to give folks more than one year of of uh time in the system. So you know, Scott Turner, I, I think like we said earlier, he he does deserve to come back. Now, not necessarily switching gears, but it's interesting to to talk about the deficiencies in our system and what we did not do. And um, then you look across the pond, look across the land. You know, Seahawks firing their offensive quarter coordinator Brian Schottenheimer today. And this year, they they set a ton of records, um, but philosophical differences apparently between the, the head coach and offensive coordinator. So it just it just shows how mad this league can be. Um, whether you struggle and the fans hate you, or you do exceptionally well, your quarterback's in the MVP race. Um, you can keep your job or lose your job. So it's a, I, as Dev would say, it's the upside down world. Nothing really makes sense anymore. But we're past the playoff game. Wild cards are done. We lost. Now we're looking at some of the weaknesses on the Washington football team roster moving into 2021. 
So one thing we're going to talk about here, ladies and gentlemen, is top three position priorities in order, uh, whether it's through draft or free agency. So Dev, you have your mic unmuted, so I'll let you jump in first. What are your position priorities moving forward for the Washington football team? Uh, and unless one of these QBs that we don't see slides down to 19, like I would go with wide receiver or middle linebacker first. Um, if a bona fide starting tackle slides to 19, I'd take that. I really would just go, I, I want to go receivers. I think our defense is going to be okay um, or as good to, to, you know, right around now. I think they'll be. I think they'll be pretty good on defense. Regardless, we don't need an immediate starter there in the draft. We need, I think, an immediate starter at receiver, unless we think Harmon's it, or we need an immediate middle linebacker starter. If um, Holcomb is going to play the uh, weak side linebacker, which I guess that's what he's actually been playing. I can't. I still don't know where Holcomb played versus Bostic. Which one was the middle linebacker? I think it was Bostic. I think so too. Uh, now, the more I watch the, I'm using somebody else's all 22. By the way, I shouldn't say that on air, but <laughs> but uh, give me the login. I'll say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I um, I watch it and I can kind of see Hogan play as weak side linebacker. So I hope we get a middle linebacker, man, or or a wide receiver. Is is Ruben Foster completely canned? Like, no, he, I think he's coming back, man. He's still on the roster. He's man, the, from, what I, from what from what I'm understanding, man, is that he he could have <laughs> played. He could have played this year if they had to put him if they had to put him on IR at the beginning of the year. We had to set it all year. If they had to put him on IR week one. I think you you might have seen Ruben Foster, man. He's in there in the weight room, like doing jumping jacks and shit. You don't have drop foot anymore, or whatever it is. Can you imagine waiting for Ruben Foster, Taylor Haneke, and Bryce Love to come save us next year? No thanks. Oh man, yeah, but, but Ruben, Foster, Ruben Foster, he ain't got to start. But I'm just saying, what if he, what if you can play? At least he'll be playing. Ooh, I mean, it's better than get, he can get those Sean Deion Hamilton uh fucking snaps. Bum ass. He got he picked up off Kendrick's waiver. Played like ass too last game. Oh, Kendrick's playing. He was terrible. Is JPL not play? KPL's was was he, he came into the game uh injured so man he tried to was play he juice. played but he 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 can only play so much he was shit juice <laughs> i watched it he was terrible man steve i can't tackle steve i'll flip to you man what are your priorities for uh this team moving forward well until i heard ron's comments about the quarterback being the number one priority I was going to go wide receiver, middle linebacker, offensive, ta- left tackle. But after he said that, my number one priority is quarterback. Quarterback, wide receiver, middle linebacker. In that order, Dev, you didn't, you didn't order yours. Quarterback, wide receiver, middle linebacker. In that order. Wide receiver, mi- middle linebacker. Place kicker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah and, definitely, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Trust so the place kicker, man. We, we talked about quarterbacks. If you're looking at franchise guys, there's not a lot out there. There really isn't. You got Dak and you probably have Stafford. If you want to get real about <clears throat> who might be on the chopping block, <clears throat> looking at Stafford's contract, he's owed 33 million next year. <clears throat> Worth it. 
for a starting caliber quarterback, it's kind of teetering down as far as price goes. That used to be super high. I mean, Dak's probably going to get 39, 40. So if you have to evaluate looking at that. And then 2022, Stafford gets 26 million. So value is there for money. He, he might want to do a sign and trade. I don't know if that's even a possibility. But and then looking at for, for I'm just going to harp on the quarterback thing. The top seven picks in the draft, Jacksonville needs one. The Jets, you, you don't know what they're going to do. Falcons, are they going to pick a quarterback and get rid of Matt Ryan? That's a they they, get rid they, of Matt they, Ryan. I'll take Matt Ryan. Absolutely. Dolphins, we keep hearing stuff about, about them, right? Bengals, they got their guy. Eagles, is Jalen Hurts the guy? Carson wants the guy? I don't know. I don't care. I'm great to have problems. And then the Lions picking right there. And then the Panthers right behind them. So there might be some quarterbacks available that we only aren't even talking about right now. You know, I'm going to take one in the first round unless we trade up. I'm just talking free agency or uh, uh, guys that are on rosters. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We'll, we'll have a draft conversation later. But, yeah, that's my thing. Quarterback, wide receiver, and uh, middle linebacker in that order. All right, and Dev, if we trade up, I will fucking fight people who want us to go. Who <laughs> want us to go seven and nine? I, I agree with I agree with uh, Steve. Then I thought you were talking about the draft. I'm flipping. People yeah, who want us to go seven and nine and win the division and pick nineteenth or worse, don't you dare utter the words "trade up." We got to have a fucking fair one. We got to throw hands. If Ellie said he wouldn't fight you in the group. I'll fight you. Do not yeah, you want to trade up. No, he didn't. Ellie came out in a comment and said he was baby Tyson. He did say that as well. After saying he doesn't want to throw hands, he did say he's baby Tyson. So please, Redskins Nation, football team addicts, whatever you want to call yourselves, do not, do not say that you want to trade up in this upcoming draft after advocating winning the division because it's there for the taking, knowing that the team would still be a seven and nine team or a six and ten team or wherever they would be and potentially be picking eight or lower or, or eight or higher and we're 19. So what if Montez Sweat is sitting there at 16? Montez. What if we have to move back up to get what 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 if like a Montez Sweat type of dude is sitting there at 16 and come back in and get him? You nope. be mad at that? No, we better not. No. No. Yeah, don't do that. The only option this, we have this is trading just did. This just in, bleeding burgundy and gold wants us to trade up. <laughs> you can't see my face, podcasters, but I'm deadpanning right now. I just died inside. Please do not trade up. But Ellie. Now, Ellie got the joke. What, what's, what's your. I'm throwing three? shade. <laughs> uh, all right. So quarterback is far and away number one. Um, wide receiver is number two. And I think both of those are free agency fills with draft prospects brought in after that. I don't think you plan to fill your wide receiver two position via the draft. You know what I mean? Um, so I think we're going to go after, we're going to spend big at those two positions. And I think we're also going to spend big at middle linebacker or a linebacker position. Um, and I think that's going to be our first day of free agency, first day or two. So those are my three in order. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you know this, Ellie Suggs had said that we're looking for wide receiver number two. Not one. So that means he does accept Terry as number one. I picked up on that. I think you said a couple pods ago, but that's I that did. makes me smile. That that's, I gave that's it awesome. In. It gave in. <laughs> Phil, who who's your top three priorities moving forward, man? Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. No, um quarterback's the obvious number one. 
we need another wide receiver. That's number two. You can address that in the draft, though. You don't necessarily have to go free agency route for that. Um, any other one's offensive line. Um, I, I'm tempted to say linebacker. If we were drafting higher, I would say linebacker because my man Micah Parsons would be available to us. But at the same time, I do think that you can address linebacker in free agency. You can get a competent third linebacker. We have two linebackers, one that's very good, one that fills some roles very well. You get a third guy who can who can do their job behind that lot behind our, our four-man front i think you'll be okay uh but just somebody who's really good at playing the run and can cover tight ends that's all i ask stuff the run cover tight ends that's all that's all i need don't miss tackles don't well if you're stuffing the run you're not missing tackles nope. you're, you're you're hammering that that running back at two yards but Throwing linebacker out, we need a better offensive line. Whoever's under center cannot be under pressure. I don't care if they're mobile or not. You you want them sitting back there with a clean pocket, with clean passing lanes. You want to open up holes for a running back. You know, look, we've seen Gibson get, you know, turn two yards into five by doing his little side turn where he makes himself about half as wide and slipping through whatever small hole is made in the line. Let's not even worry about that. Let's create a nice big hole in the line and get 10 yards, 15 yards on a run. Um, just winning in the trenches is so important. We we saw that this year with our defensive line. Our offensive line has to match. Um, and we can upgrade at pretty much any position. I know we just signed Rouvier, so center's probably out the, out the deal, but – we need a left tackle, like a true left tackle, to shut him down. You're not getting my quarterback. My quarterback's jersey is staying fresh and clean. We need that kind of offensive tackle. Um, yeah, just the line Trent needs to come and, back. Huh? Trent might come no, back. Let, let's not talk about Trent. <laughs> but if he did, would, he, would you would you like it? I'd want to hear some uh, some some. some so my bad's out of him. I would want You've implied. And, and we know Trent Williams isn't that dude. I would want Little B to make a song called Fuck Trent Williams. <laughs> Just like he made <laughs> Fuck Kevin Durant. That's so how you, I feel. I'll take Trent back. I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't. So, so you talked about filling the wide receiver two position via the draft. That is an incredibly hard thing to do year one with wide receivers. Uh, just going through some of the receivers that came out last year. Uh, Henry Rugg struggled in Oakland. Jerry Judy struggled for most of the year in Denver. He came on a little bit at the end. CeeDee Lamb was up and down with Dallas. He had some big games. Jalen Rager, garbage. Justin Jefferson's the exception, I think, in the first round. He really played out of his mind. And Brandon Ayuk with San Francisco. You don't necessarily have to go first round. You mean you can always go... With with 19, 19, you go with the best player available that fits a need. We got enough needs that we have multiple positions to look at. But you can find – you may be able to find number two in the second round. Well, the point is 
we struggled so much at wide receiver too. I don't want to leave that to chance next year. You know what I'm saying? I'd like no, to get, get somebody that. who can play the position. Two, two I get well. that. I gotta look at who's coming out though. Two two is coming out. Who? Little fifty nugget. Yeah, he's a dude plays for the uh, Cart Louisville. He's like one of the best slot receivers in the league, man. Yeah. So for so for me, I'm I'm gonna cheat a little bit, fellas, for my top three position priorities. I'm gonna start with offensive line, and I think that you have to tie up Brandon Sheriff. Um, so for me, that's a priority. Phil, um, he wants to be here. He said he's wanted to be here on record he, a couple of days ago. said, hey, I love Ron Rivera. I love D.C. I love what we're doing. I think that we're in prime position to compete. I want to be here. Bring him back. I think there with him, there's a little bit of consternation between um, signing a long-term deal, going on the franchise tag, obviously new coach, new system, not knowing what we would be. I think that that speaks volumes to the identity actually taking hold and people believing in what Ron Rivera is trying to build. So kudos to you know Ronaldo Rivera. Um, folks perhaps want to stay. So I'll, I'll give you your credit. You deserve it, man. Um, so I'm going to cheat there and say, hey, position priority number one, right guard, bring back Brandon Sheriff. Um, he's our highest rate offensive lineman, and he wants to be here. And you have the chance to, to, to shore him up with my position number two. Tight end. Get us a dynamic tight end. Um, I say that because Logan Thomas has played exceptionally well. I thought he's been a bright spot for us. Um, but at some instances, you can tell that he's a quarterback. It's kind of soft when he blocks. Um, so I want someone who can truly be a, a blocker, but then can move downfield, catch a pass, and you know make some moves in space as well. And then my position priority number three, quarterback. It sucks because, to me, this means that we're still in a rebuild. We're kind of forsaken this year this previous season to uh get a division crown and move forward teach folks how to win maybe it's the right way maybe it's the wrong way i don't know i'm not an nfl coach scout gm or anything like that but uh for me i think if you shore up the offensive line you shore up a tight end which is typically a young quarterback's best friend even an old quarterback's best friend um and you get a quarterback whether it's round three or four later seemingly this franchise does not like high round quarterbacks so don't pick anyone before round four at the quarterback position prefer to go undraft a free agent um let them take some some courses offline and uh then sign them and that's that's your keys to success so that's that's where i'm going and we're going to close this out with questions the guys had what should we do with the sims brothers stephen sims jr cam sims um, one sort of disappeared in the slot. Wasn't what we thought he would be replacing Trey Quinn. Other one had some key games where Cam Sims steps up and like, holy hell, like do we have wide receiver number two. Is is he the guy? And then he also disappears or drops the ball. So uh, what should we do with the Sims brothers? I'm just going to say it bottom line up front. If you get talent that greatly performs better than them or performs you know 10 times better than them replace them i have no ties to players anymore like i legitimately mean that so i don't care if cam sims and stephen sims move on definitely do not let stephen sims return punts in 2021 and beyond um i i i cannot i cannot do that so uh since dev you spoke up first what should we do with the sims brothers cut them both fuck them <laughs> I mean, I, make it blatant. Cut them both. I mean, 
you're gonna have Emmanuel Hall. He's six four. He'll be there next year. You're gonna have Harmon back next year. You're still gonna have Foster. I think Foster's a free agent, but you could you could bring Foster if you if you keep one or the other. Keep Cam because Cam is still a he's still a legit four or five receiver on a on a team. He's a good special I'm teamer not, for sure. Yeah, and he's a hell of a gunner. Yep. On that alone, you know that you're going to at least get that from him. And he has showed up a few times. Who's yep. not going? I don't think he'll be a worse receiver next year. But uh, the other Sims, cut that motherfucker, man. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't have him run punts back. I, and, and if you check podcast one, I thought him and Haskins would be our best two players on offense. I thought they was going to be our best two players. They both suck. Shit juice, man. They they probably drink cockroach butter, man, or cockroach milk. <laughs> Why would they drink cockroach milk? That's if what we're gonna call sorry players now, cockroach milks. Yeah, if if you guys haven't heard the previous pod, yeah, we uh, definitely tune in and, and get to the final waning seconds of pod forty eight and and listen to us talk about cockroach milk. Pretty pretty but, hilarious. But cut them. Go with McLaurin. Go with Harmon. Go with uh. See what we got in Emmanuel Hall. We'll probably draft a receiver in third round like we do every year. It seems Tutu Atwell. Also returns punts. It's one of the best in the nation. Just telling you, you could probably get two to out one in the three, round four or five. To hit that combine, I think he'll boost him up a little bit. He is five nine, one hundred sixty five pounds. He is. I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't say. Uh, throwing the ball, hundred times. Bro, he is. I just looked him up because I'm like, I didn't know if that Lighting was a first a bottle, name or last bro. name. He is Lighting Brandon Banks. No, if we had Brandon Banks this year. You would rather have Brandon Banks Bruh. or Sims Junior. Would you rather have Brandon Banks or Sims Jr.? Bruh. Would you rather have Brandon Banks or Sims Jr.? Sims Jr. at least can perform on offense. Brandon Banks was worthless. I tried he to get him. Was not worthless, he, 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 he can so run punch back. Banks. He can catch and ah. go. I'm telling you, watch. Y'all, y'all keep an eye on the guy, man. Watch. You're going to be <laughs> mad when, when he's running around in, uh, in the Kansas City or something. You're going to be real mad. That's small, man. Uh, he can't take a hit. You, got, you can't if you can't catch him, you can't hit him. I don't know, bro. We'll see. I, now I want to look up like a highlight. I sent you one in YouTube already on a. All right, the, I'll check it group. out. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. So, uh, Steve, who, what should we do with the uh, Sims brothers moving forward, man? Uh, I think you probably should keep Cam just for all the reasons you guys said. He's special for the reason he plays special teams and he's good at it. Steven Sims, not so much. Steven Sims is on a contract for next year, but he's only making $150,000. By cutting him, yes, you're saving a roster spot. You're not saving much money. Cam Sims is a free agent, like unrestricted free agent. You have to re-sign him to another deal. Is he going to want more money? I don't know. Has he earned it? No. But looking at the wide receiver free agent class, there's there's some names out there we could – I mean – Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, Des Bryant, Schuster. Um, Schuster, he's going to want big bucks. But if we're talking like Ali was talking about getting a, getting a uh, wide receiver too, there's plenty of guys out there. Kenny Galladay, healthy, that dude's a beast. Yeah, that dude's hurt all the time too. Godwin, Conley, Andre Roberts, former Redskin, uh, Curtis Samuel, there's Sammy Watkins, Will Fuller, Porter Patterson, who I know Ellie shout out in the group. John Ross, the speedster, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hill. Those are all the free agent wide receiver twos. Mm. I think we John can, Ross, I, I we mean, not wide receivers. Those are free agent wide receivers. Excuse me. Many of those are wide receiver ones. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I, Ross, we're getting a more expensive uh, Sam's Jr. You know, my <laughs> honest opinion, I you could probably cut right before you cut the other two guys, the Sims brothers. Believe I, I just or Antonio Gandy Golden before you cut the other Sims brothers. Mm. So that's Ooh. Ellie's boy. That's Ellie's boy. Ellie, unmute it. You unmute it. So you gotta go next. I was gonna bring that up. I was like, I just looked <laughs> at the roster and I totally forgot that Gandy Golden was even on the roster. Crazy. But, Think about, there's no way they're going to let him go after one year, I don't believe, unless he was just awful in practice as well, which I'm asking. <laughs> but I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, keep them both because Cam, you guys have convinced me. Cam Sims, he sucks at, no, he doesn't suck at receivers. All right, a receiver, inconsistent, but he's great at special teams. And that counts for something, right? Especially for a coach like Ron Rivera. So I think he'll probably be here some in some form or fashion. I don't think teams are going to run out to give him $20 million a year. Steven Sims, if he's under contract, I think you keep him because I think he's still our most dynamic offensive player in the wide receiver core, as is right now. Like He can do some things I don't think the other guys can do, and he's our only real twitchy player. Do you know what I'm saying? We don't, have enough of, <laughs> we don't have enough of those guys. So I think if his contract is cheap, which it sounds like it is, I think you keep him see what you can do with them for another year. But then the, then you got to take somebody else off the roster, right? Because Gandy Golden's going to be there. If you're going to sign somebody else, then you got to get rid of a couple guys. So, you know, like Robert Forrester's gone. But if it were me, I would just cut Gandy Golden and cut my losses. But I say keep them both. I haven't given up on Gandy Golden yet, man. I, I don't I don't think he'll be a – I don't think he'll be an all-star or anything, but I don't, I don't think he'll be a bad receiver. I think he'll be okay. What did he do? Like well? a third round what, pick? What, what show? What what stands out to you that makes you think he's going to be okay? That's what I'm curious about. Well, when he size and he does have some speed, I just that, hasn't been that used. jet sweep. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> That's it. He just he hasn't been used. I, he doesn't I like have speed. Like, he I doesn't think, have speed. We, You're wrong about that. I think he has football speed. I bet if he gets a two steps on a guy, he's gone. He's, he's not slow. Seven. He's four yeah, six seven forty. I mean, like I said, T.O. ran like that, man. But if T.O. got the ball in open field, you ain't catching him. You know, I, I don't think I don't think he's a slow guy. You know, but T.O. was a four four five guy. <laughs> You're just making stuff just, up at this point. T.O. was four four. I don't think he's a slow guy. No, you are fast, Ellie. You are fast because as he said, T.O. was slow. I started googling it. You pulled it up. So either you like the human brain or. You're very fast with the Twitter fingers. Yeah, but Google, but I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, T.O. wasn't T.O. wasn't like a speed demon though. Yes, we about to mute you know, man. We about to, we about to mute Dev. What? I'm just saying, dude. What? I don't think I don't think AG's trash juice yet. Next year, yeah, we do the same thing next year. Oh man, I love you. <laughs> I love, I love oh, this pod so much, man. We do nothing but clown and talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil. What do you think we should do with the Sims brothers moving forward, man? Well, I got to respond to each one of these guys. First of all, you're you're right, Dev. AG isn't trash. AGG is trash. Ah. Secondly, Ellie talking about how how Steven Sims has uh, twitchy. He's the only twitchy guy we have. Unfortunately, his hands are twitchy as shit, too. Back there trying to field punts like, uh-huh. but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm also on the, you can find another Steven Sims. You can find another Cam Sims, but you already got him. 
and he does things you need. You need guys who can gun on punts. Uh, you need guys who are six five and can you know find ways to get open. I mean, he's he's kind of starting to develop a knack for finding those little soft spots and and zones on the outside. You, know, you can create little route packages for that too, and he'll come fairly inexpensive. Um, at the same time, Steven Sims, the plays he's not making are more glaring to me. You cannot have him back. He, he, you don't want him running punts anymore. He doesn't really get open on pass patterns. So what are we doing? What, 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 you got to look at the contributions each player is making. And I think Cam contributes more. So you can keep Cam. You can get another punt return slash wide receiver. Who misses right. Trey Quinn? Rock, can I just add that we put this at least out Trey in the Quinn caught punts? <laughs> right, right. We missed Trey Quinn. Who never dropped a punt? I realized that I was like, oh my God, I want Trey Quinn back. No, look what you've made me do, Steven Sims. You've made me want Trey Quinn back. 70% of the members in the group wanted to keep Steven Sims so far in our poll that's running out there. So. I, I'm not opposed to keeping him. I just I like to know the cross section with those who think we should give Heineke twenty million dollars a year. It was 20, funny, 000. dude. It was funny when I asked that question. Like people are literally like, "I just asked a franchise tag question." For me, that means like you legitimately love somebody. You cannot let them go, and it drove people nuts. I, I even the never... even the fellow host Dev. I ain't saying he's a franchise tag on him. I just realized I blocked you on Twitter because I think you were trolling me there too. I was like, fuck this guy. I, was, I must have been drunk at like 3 a.m. I I didn't say you should sign it to no franchise. No, tag. no. I, I, I just asked a rhetorical question to folks. I said I, we're 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 trailing off the, the, the pod is, is you know obviously coming to a close. But I said, I said, hey, like, would you franchise tag Heineke or anyone on the roster? It's like he's not even eligible to be franchise tag. Like, of course I wouldn't do that. Well, Mahomes is on my roster, and you asked me that question. Like, absolutely, I'm going to franchise tag. Like, there's, there's the the question was is is that people were so tied to this guy, like coming back, he has to be in the quarterback room next year. If you're not fighting to keep him on your roster with 24 million dollars, then shut up. That means the competition truly will be open next year, and that sucks for us. I, I just want us to jump on these quarterbacks fast, like jump on it, dedicate to staff. If you want to move and try to grab Stafford off of the lines. Or run a money at Dak, or hell at this one, I'll take fucking Phillip Rivers, man. It's like go go hard on somebody that can play. I don't want Phillip Rivers, Ellie. I see the look. I don't want Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Has I, anything come out? We we heard that Ron Rivera is supposed to talk to Snyder either Sunday night or like Monday. Has you anything get come out of that? Cam Newton, man. That's who you gonna get. All this oh, talking yeah. we're doing, it's gonna be Cam Newton, bro. No, that meeting was specific for Ron to say this is how I like to proceed moving forward. Believe it or not, we now have an organization where not everything leaks. What's going to be crazy, crazy, though, is if that Taylor Heineke does not return, you're going to have fans pissed off that a Madden quarterback at 51 overall is not on the roster. Like, that is the craziest shit in the world to me. Crazy. Like that's the way I beat you with him. That's how starved we are. Hey, I will upload that video to YouTube with Dev upload running ten upload, people into coverage, upload Heineke uh, highlights too while you edit. 
I will upload you putting 10 people in the coverage in Madden's broken AI crap game. Screw you. I hate you so much. Shout out. Did he get a sack? He probably did. I hate Dev. He's a freaking Madden asshole. Shout out, shout out to Haneke on Madden. You know um, what? Breaking hearts, taking taking ass, <laughs> giving ass whoopers out, taking hearts. I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to 80 Suburbia on Twitter. That's her at that's her at username because she said that she doesn't listen to pods. She she apologized. I've been going back and forth with her. I invited her on the pod and she said she's declining right now because she knows how guys are. And she said, someone's going to hit her with the, oh, so you know football. Tell me the stats of both quarterbacks in the 18, 1984 Super Bowl. I said, hey, we want to do that. But Phil is that guy who does have that type of knowledge. So, yeah. Phil. I'm not we... going to do that to a guest. <laughs> I told her. I said, hey, if, if so, if she think, hopefully she listens to this and she hears this then since I'm shouting her out. But if we have you on the pod, we're not going to do that to you. Like, it's it's. You're a guest of the show. You want to have fun, talk football. So really, shout out for me is to the entire Redskins Addicts Nation. Um, we argue. We talk some crap to each other. But I think there's no greater group on Facebook um, that we do have as far as knowledgeable folks who understand the game of football. Um, you got some of the fanatics that kind of talk sideways at you. But for the most part, we got a really good group of guys and gals, so I really appreciate it. Just a shout-out to no one in specific, in particular, rather, but just the addicts as a whole. Love and appreciate y'all. Dev, who you shouting out other than Taylor Heineke and Madden? Uh, my boy Kool-Aid, man, uh, struggling with COVID right now in Alabama Hospital, man. Uh, uh, shout-out to that guy, man. Uh, cool dude. Check him out at Kool-Aid the Great on Twitter. We- give him some well wishes. Definitely about um, to do that right now, man. And shout out to, you know, all the haters on on Twitter that blocked me for talking about Haneke. <laughs> and I don't want Haneke to start. I want y'all to know that. I'm just saying that if you're going to get a meddling quarterback, he should get a shot at it. But if not, get somebody. How about you this? Just go get somebody great. We can argue about it. Yeah, I'm with you. Shout out to Ellie, man. He he, he takes them and he, and he gives them. Most time he's giving them, so... I, so I ain't giving him no kind of shout out. So fuck him. <laughs> Steve, Steve, who are you shouting out, brother? Uh, nobody, one person in particular, but just shout out to everyone, especially those who participate in the live threads. Like I said before, man, that's just, it's just the highlight. It's fun. It's, it just feels like we're watching it together. So shout out to everyone who participates in the live thread. Invite your friends to those things when it, when it starts next year. We'll be doing one for the draft as well. So. Yep, eight eight hundred seventy five comments on the the uh Woo. the wild card one. No, that the was whole by draft. Far. Are we gonna be on here the whole draft. No. Oh, all right, I was like, I think the first day if we can. I I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I I think draft day one for sure. I would yeah. I would love to do that again. That was fun as hell, and especially oh, yeah. with us picking nineteenth now. At least we're kind of we'll probably be blitzed by the time nineteenth pick comes <laughs> around. So that'll yep. be fun. <laughs> uh, Ellie, who's getting your shout outs, bro? I got a couple because it's been a busy week. I got uh, Chris Howe. I haven't seen him around the group, but he's been posting lately. He's been commenting on things, bringing some strong stuff. Eddie Pickering, uh, Polly, uh, man, what was her name? Howerton. Um, Polly Howerton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes, she comes with the knowledge, for real. Um, shout out to the to my man who uh, never saw the comments saying that Taylor Heineke should be the starter. I don't remember his name because I deleted those posts. But shout out to, I think it was like Bobby Portis or something like Tobis. that. That, that dude. Bobby Portis. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh boy. Um, we just became Knicks addicts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to Tyre Cherry. He's always active and uh Lamar Bland, he does his thing, as you know, his paragraph responses, those are dope. And uh yeah, in the in the addicts admins, because you know what, we always are, are having conversations with people and not a lot of groups and not a lot of people on the internet are willing to have conversations when not every opinion is positive. So shout out to us because we stand in tall. Right. Absolutely. Phil, you get to close us out. So who gets your shout outs, brother? Um, shout out to uh, uh, the, the other group that I'm not going to name <laughs> and I'm not going to give visibility to that love talking about us this past uh, couple days because we weren't all unanimously rah-rah, give Heineke the keys to the city and name him mayor of D.C. Um, so shout out to them. I'm not going to give you a pub publicity, but we know. We, we heard. Um, shout out to all the people. I mean, you know, even if we don't agree those who are willing to bring a logical, factual base take to your opinion, um, those are the people I want to shout out. Because there's a lot of people who, because we had a quarterback who outperformed all expectations, everybody's feeling really good right now. They're feeling some emotions, and they're just during this euphoric state. And we're trying to kind of talk people back to normal a little bit okay calm down it was fun but now we gotta move forward and uh for everyone else who even if you don't agree with us if you come with the correct with a good take you got something to back it up we love you we love anybody who's gonna come in and positively contribute to the conversation you know we pride ourselves on being the realest redskins fan group out here washington football team fan group out here you know, we have some of the most in-depth conversations where we really get into differing opinions and differing thoughts. Look, and it's not just the group. It's the admins, too. We do this all day amongst ourselves. We don't all agree. We don't walk out saying, all right, we're going to go out here and say a quarterback with the initials DH is God on three. Break. No, it's not how it operates. We Definitely. We all have differing opinions. So shout out to those who get it and contribute. No, no, I fully agree, man. It's uh it's been an interesting year. Um, December 32nd, 42nd, whatever day we're on right now of 2020, 2021 is, is still kind of kicking off a little bit weird, but uh, let's, let's keep the train moving in the right direction. Let's get through, you know, COVID. I know uh, Deb, you know, just said your buddy's in the hospital fighting that. I know, um, you know, Phil, you had it earlier. Your mom had it. And, um, you know, no news is good news. So I'm assuming, you know, Mom Dukes is, is doing well uh, moving forward. But uh, back to work. Too. Shout out to back her. To work. I still need some. I mean, she, she works from home, so it's a little easier for her. No, but I mean, I mean she got the, she's got the auction hooked up, but she's good. I mean, Deb, I'll tell you what. I want to give some positive news. There you go. Sunday's my birthday. There you go. Oh, shit. How old you going to be, man? 38. Oh, shit. Awesome, man. I wish I wish we had a football game for you, like you had said at the close of the last pod, man. I know. I know we really wanted it, but you know, hey, you're live, bro. You know, it's uh like I said, I am alive. <laughs> it has I been wish a, I had 38 back, year. man. 38 was good. Shit. My I'm body 30, was all right, 38. 
Shit, I'm 39 and I hate 38. So good luck, like Phil. Mac Jones. I wish you luck, bro. <laughs> wish you luck. <laughs> oh man, but fellas, it's been a good pod. Let me uh close this out. But uh, yeah, man, we'll we'll be back. We're probably, ladies and gentlemen, we'll probably go back to once a week uh, doing the podcast here at Ritzkin's X for the off season, unless you know something changes. We'll do like a breaking pod. Uh, but other than that, we'll we'll kind of decide what the day will be. We'll let you know on Twitter and Facebook uh, when we decide to record and publish these podcasts moving forward. But, um, We've traded for Deshaun Watson. Now, are you? Don't fuck with me. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was wondering what the fuck we gave up for him first. Like, what do we? What I've do been drinking, man. You can't do that shit to me. <laughs> gave up McLaurin, but that will be. But here's the thing: if it happens. If it happens, you'll get a breaking news podcast. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Holy hell, man! If that were true, would you still have ended the pod? No, we would have kept talking. <laughs> you kidding me? I've been fucking breaking my fingers trying to type shit in, man. Holy hell! <laughs> oh man. So yeah, th- that's 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 ladies and gentlemen. That was that is what will bring us back to the scene instantly. You know, keep us talking, something like that. But uh, hey, seven and nine division champs. You know, lost in the wild card, but. Uh, I think this team is trending in the right direction. I think everyone on this podcast agrees that we're trending in the right direction. We have to figure out that quarterback position without a doubt, um, whether it's a free agent, uh, whether it's a draft pick. Um, But let's get it done. Let's do something positive, and let's be a much better team in 2021 than we were in 2020. So uh, closing out this season's uh, of podcast with us at the Redskins Axe, and we'll see you when we see you. Be safe and hail. Peace. Peace.